You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You will be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Hey guys, how's it going? It's the Hipster Padawan. So, we had a lot of fun doing the win a date with Sunny Ray last week. Though, listening to the episode, we realized that it would be better to split it off from the rest of the episode. It just would be better. Now, don't worry, it is still coming. We decided to publish the, the rest of the episodes. And the rest of the segments with the Win a Date game are going to come very soon. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of NerdThug Radio. You're now listening to... NerdThug Radio! I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. Man, we got a great show lined up today. Before we get going, though, you're listening to us on Conroe's FM... 104.5, 106.1. 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. So uh, these past couple weeks, Core DLG, we've had a little different uh, type of shows going on. We've, we've been uh, doing a lot of good, fun stuff. We're we, flexible. We're flexible, you know. We're like the flex player on a, on a fantasy football team. That's right. We can be any position. Um, and so Running today, back, tight end, wide tight, receiver. Yeah, I like tight ends. What we got going right now, though, right. is we've got a couple segments. We nerd thug it out. And then our homegirl, Sunny Ray, of reality TV fame. Yes. She was yes. on the show a year ago. Um, she's come back to us. We're going to talk a little about, bit about reality TV. Yep. And then we're going to unveil the first game that we've done of this. It's called Win a Date with Sunny Ray. Yeah, it's the first time we've tried this. It's the first time we've tried, uh, yeah, this. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, we, uh, I'll, I'll get in more details later as we go on. But basically, we have six contestants who will be competing for a chance to win a date. With a reality TV star, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, but before we do that, uh, as we like to do as always, we, we just want to catch up on the week. Yeah, uh, my Chinese food is still going strong. Oh yeah. Yep, I'm at uh, twelve weeks now, thirteen, one of the two. Yeah. Me and the Chitlins went and ate Chinese food uh, this week. Hmm, that sounds nice. Ali Savage is out of town. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That sounds fun. Got, got full up on it. Get uh, full up on it. Full up on that Chinese food. Ow, ow. Uh, but um, you know what I've noticed? What have you noticed? You ever notice people just like to wait in lines for no reason? Uh, you know what? That is bizarrely true. So I was at the airport this week. Okay. Um, and so you know when you when you're at the airport, they do this nice nice thing where they uh they say we're gonna release people to the plane in zones, zone one, two, three, four, and five, or A, B, C, D. Right? Correct. Correct. As soon as they say this though, you know what happens? People form a line. <laughs> they form a line to get on the plane, even though there's zones, like. You're so right. if, you're, if you're zone D or E, why do you even get up? I don't. I, yeah, I don't either. I just sit down, I wait my turn, and, and I don't stand up and waste time waiting in the line. No, you know what? I just told a lie. I do get up. I do get up. Now that I'm thinking about it, last time I went in the airport, I know for a fact that they call it in sections. Right. That they seat in what sections. What is wrong with you? You know what it is? Is like when you're sitting there, and they're like, we are now going to begin boarding. And like 
three-fourths of the people stand up. All of a sudden, there's just this overwhelming urge to be like, I don't want to, like, everyone else is going. But it's the same way. Like, if lines form, people will just stand up. We've yeah. talked about this before. Cafe Du Monde. Right. There's not really a line. You, you can just you, seat yourself. You seat yourself as People in, just form a line. Yeah, and then they wait. And then there's no reason for a line because it's it's come as you go. So we're also at the airport, and uh, we got on the plane, and we sit down, and we do all these fun things. We're mm-hmm. ready to go. They say, turn your cell phones off. And then they come back on, and they say, whoops. Wrong plane. Everyone get off. Let's try this again. So get off. And they're like, oh, we've already scanned boarding passes. We're going to have to redo this. Um, and again, you know what people do? They get in a line. And there's this long line of people just waiting. So we just sit in the back and we just wait. And then when everybody's done, we just walk up. and like, oh, here you go. Boom. Done. I don't know what it is with people in lines. Like, why, why do you people like lines? Yeah, I, There's something about once everyone else starts Right. I feel like I have to do it. There's just some sort of weird, like... It's like car wrecks. Like, one person yeah, watches, right. everyone has to watch. And I'm not that guy. Like, I don't rubberneck. Oh, but there's just this man. feeling, like, once everyone has stood in line, I, I don't know, like, as I'm sitting there, I have the urge to stand, even knowing <laughs> they're going to call my seat. What is this line for? What, right. What are you guys in line for? Like, I'm always, like, when I walk up to a place where I, I want to go somewhere, right. and I see a line, my first instance isn't, let me just get in line and wait. I'm like, <laughs> at the front, what's this line for? Oh, okay. Then I figure out to myself, how can I get past this line? Right. How do I not wait in this line? How do I not line? wait in this line? That's like when we did, uh, which which convention were we just at? Uh, Louisiana Con? Right. We did that one, and we were picking up uh, with Hagen on day two. Yeah. And uh, the line to buy tickets was, was wrapped around the building. And so I was like, hey, can I just give you, uh, I went to the front, I just asked one of the helpers, can I just give you the cash and you just bring me a wristband? Right. And they were like, uh, no. And then I said, how do I not wait in line? And they said, well, if you buy it online right now, I think it's $3 more, but you don't wait. In, I said, okay, that's, Done. Yeah, Kill. I'm in. I'm in. I paid. Yeah, I, I just, I don't get it with America's fascination for lines. Maybe it's, it's just people in general. I think it's like, a, it's like a group herd mentality. I don't like it. I don't like lines. I don't wait in line. I don't like it. I try to get around them. I, I'm typically not the what everyone else is doing is what I want to do thing. But I do the same thing with driving too. Like if there's traffic and there's a long line waiting in a light, hmm, how can I get through this faster? Oh, if I just turn right here and left and right here and boom. And I yeah, probably wait yeah. the same amount of time. But yeah. I'm at least moving. I'm not in the line. See, and I'm, as I yawn. See, I'm not that guy. I I'm can't do line. that. I'm not in the line, that's for sure. Like, you do do that, and it always drives me crazy when I'm riding with you, and you take, like, these unnecessary rights and left. But then we get to see all, like, the scenic route. I didn't care. And we get to where we're going. My goal was just to get there. Right. And we, so, like, we if, get there. If we wait, we get there. If we wait at a red light, like, I, it doesn't. Oh, God, I can't wait, man. Right. I'm like, so impatient. Like, man. you feel like as long as we're in motion, we're somehow making positive right, I progress. Do, I, do, I do. Even sometimes the waiting is just the better solution. Ugh, I can't do it. You don't, yeah, you're not, you're not patient in that regard. Uh, you know what else I've kind of gotten into this week? What'd you get into this week? The TV show um, that I haven't really given much thought to. Um, this week I gave it a chance. Okay. The Mindy Project. Have you seen The Mindy Project? I don't want anything to do with this. Oh my goodness, it is hilarious. No, it's not. I have always pushed it off because Mindy Kaling, who wrote, ah. wrote this this show, uh, was on The Office. Yeah. And, and now, granted, she wrote and directed many of The Office episodes. Oh, really? I didn't right. Know that. So her and BJ Novak and the guy who played Toby, yeah. uh, Paul Libenstein, I think his name. And then the guy who played uh, Dwight's brother or cousin, cousin Moe's or whatever, they're like the main four writers and directors of the off, of all The Office. Okay. So I was like, okay, she's talented, cool. But her character on The Office is so annoying to me. When she had her own show, I was like, you know what? She's not feeling it. I'm not going to do it. And on a, on a whim this week, uh, Ali Savage and myself said, let's, let's watch one of these shows. 
Oh my goodness, it is hilarious. Can't tell you. Oh a, my god, it's funny. I have such a it's petty funny. reason for not liking it. Like before you get to your petty reason, yeah. Like I went to work. We had watched the first three episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, she stayed home with the kids the next day because they were sick. All the way during at, at work, it's like if she watches any more of this show without me, <laughs> I will strangle her when I get home. It'll be domestic abuse violence awareness month all over again. <laughs> um, I was ticked, and as soon as I got home, she hadn't. I was like, oh my god, this is the happiest day of my life. And then we watch like four more episodes. You two are so cute. I know, thanks. Uh, no, I, I so I, when it first came out, I tried to watch a couple, and she's dating one of the two doctors, or did date? She's or... not. She's just banging one. Right. Okay. That. Um, he's way better looking than her. Oh yeah, definitely. So I, I just didn't. Definitely. I just didn't find it believable. You know what it is? It's the reverse because Mindy, that's her show, so she got to cast a pretty guy to but be it, her. But it works thing. because like. She's she's not bad looking, but she's not your typical. I don't think I don't think she's attractive at I, all. I do think she's attractive. She got that what I like to call the booty. But anyways, I'm she, just um, not into her. At you're all. just you're racist. Um, but what it is is it's kind of a typical thing where you've got this hot person, the guy, right, and medium to semi attractive girl, and he's like you know they're they're doing a the thing behind the scenes, but they're never official. It's like his fallback. She's his fallback, right? And so that's no. where you look at it. But like. Her dry sense of humor and just quick wittiness in the show, coupled with some of the other people, it's hilarious, man. It is friggin' hilarious. I don't know. I just... You give it another shot. Hey, I'm telling you. Quit yawning. Give oh, it another man. chance. Um, man, it, it's funny. And what's, what's crazy is, like, we were watching it, and there was an episode... I think we are on episode six or seven, and they're in a nightclub, and they've got, like, five NBA players who are on the show. And I'm thinking to myself, because, you know, we're also recording... Some TV stuff. Right, right. No budget uh, records. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking to myself, like, man, I wonder how much it costs to, uh, like, produce this show. And then I had to remember, okay, this is when it was on NBC or whatever. Yeah, because it started season. out. Yeah, 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 It was big, and then it transitioned to Hulu. Right. I was like, they've got four. Um, and Allie's like, what do you mean? I was like, there's four NBA players that had to pay me on there. They had to rent out this club, bring in all these extras. There's a DJ back there. He probably wasn't for free. Right. Like, uh, like how much does this episode cost them? Yeah, it probably, you're, you're right. Now that we're doing so, you're right. That is something yeah. I now evaluate when I look That's at good. stuff. And now yeah. that I've ranted for nine minutes and taken up most of the second one, uh, what's been going on with you this week? Um, hey, it's been it's been it's been an interesting week. Have you ever done this? This happened to me this week. Okay, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay, okay, okay. Have you ever tipped a waitress? Yes. And had her and like she makes a comment. No. That makes you then wish you had never tipped her at all. No. I never had that happen to me. Yeah, it happened the other day. We're at um, Chulas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're hanging imagine. out at Chulas. I can only imagine the people that work at Chulas. Uh, actually, you know, it's it's been it's been a pleasant place to go. Like, no, I've tipped. I don't dislike it. I've tipped a waitress before, and then because of her comment, I wanted to tip her more. Okay, all right. Uh, but never wanted to take it back. Um, so we're there. We're having, you know, we eat, we have some drinks. I'm also a very good judge of character when it comes to that genre of. Are you? Yes. Okay. Uh, that right. genre of, of uh, service. So he, uh, so my buddy is the one paying the tab, and he tips. He tip. He, he's, a, he's a generous tipper. Okay. Cool. So he lays out some money, and it's it's not more than he usually does, but it's 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 a large amount of money for a tip. Was it over twenty percent? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's, it's, it's they should be happy. Right. She literally says that she's walking off. Thanks for overpaying. Like he tipped her too much, I, I don't know what that means. Right? What is that? Doesn't right now Zach would mind would be blown. Angry Zach would be like, 
I don't, what, what does that mean? He wanted to like dissect it all, but like overpaying. Like we looked at each other and I was like, we just need to go. We just what, need what to is go. that? Yeah, like we just need to go. How long were you there? For a while. I mean, right. we, uh, we were watching. Um... So coming from a life where I never waited tables, right? But being with someone who did, one of the biggest pet peeves was people who sat at tables for, for a long, long time, for long periods of time, yeah. and then they only tipped like ten percent, right? Because I mean, if you're gonna sit at a table long, like your tip needs to start going up. You you know you're, you're taking away my income. You're occupying, right? So her to be like, you overpaid, like, and it's Chula's, right? She's half naked, right? Like, why don't you want as much money as possible? Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Right. There was a lot of variables, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's this a is lot awkward. going on. So we definitely left there, and I definitely left feeling like I don't, I don't think that that was. I would have stopped her. I I felt like the best thing to do was to leave no, because not if she Savage. meant it, if she meant it in a negative way, like now I kind of want to take the money back. I was like, and what, if she what do meant, you mean? Right. And if she meant it in a positive Excuse way, me. what what do you mean? Right. And then I would have judged my response by her response. And then I would never have been invited back to Chula. Right. That right. would have been the flip side of the that. Flip right side that would have been like your photo up on the wall at Chula's everywhere. Yeah. Which it probably is already. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, that's a weird one, man. I didn't that's, like that. I didn't like that response. Yeah. That, and and I, I'm not sure how she said it either, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but let's take a break real quick. We come back. Uh, a couple nerd news around the world we're going to get into. Uh, stay tuned. Sunny Ray's coming. Nerd Thug Radio. Hey guys, this is Joey Savage. Don't forget, check us out on iTunes. Click subscribe. Leave us a review. Also on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us there as well. Catch us out every Monday on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoop, whoop. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I call Baldrige. And, uh, you know, segment two. Let's talk a little bit about a uh, nerd... Uh, Media around the world. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, me too. It's it's been a staple the past uh, month or so. I like. I think it's a good idea. But oh, before we do that, oh, Corey DLG, tell yes. the world about our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That's right. So the holidays are quickly approaching, and anyone who wants to get a gift for somebody should be checking out Space Cadets Gaming Gaming this week. Black Friday is upon us. That's right. This Friday is a big sale at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. This is a huge. Check it. Oh, you gotta you gotta come by and check this out. This is one of the things you definitely need to spend some time doing for show. Uh, and when you're when you're checking it out, what you're gonna be checking out is you're gonna be checking out the Magic the Gathering, Hero Clicks, the Hero Clicks, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Star Wars, Flux, Star Wars Destiny, Star Wars Armada, Munchkins, Munchkins, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, Five Year Journey. There's all tons Dice and tons games, of the Euro style board games, Dungeons and Dragons. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's going to be there. It's access and They have access and allies. They do now. And I was actually watching people play that during the good, gaming right? thing. It's so big, though. Your it's dad was so, so big, man. Oh. So anyway, Black Friday, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That's the place that people should be going if they're trying to get a good deal on games for the holidays. It's a great gift for the nerd in your life. Make sure you check them out. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming at Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. All right, so nerd news around the world. Hit me. Uh, I've got three stories I want to touch on in this segment. Yeah. Uh, you give me, you want the story you haven't heard yet? Hmm. Do you want the story you have heard? Or do you want the one out of left field? Give me the left field first. Left field. Fox. Woo! This week, they just debuted the teaser for Deadpool, Deadpool 2. 2. Okay. Did you also know? Uh-oh. They have announced. Uh-oh. They are planning a movie featuring uh. James Franco. 
as multiple man. <laughs> Jamie Madrox. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Left field, uh, bro? Yeah. Is that not left field? That's super is left field. Is that not left field or what? That's pretty left field. All I can say is the more James Franco, the better. I think most of the world is the exact opposite feeling of that. <laughs> Except for Joey Savage. The fewer James. There, people are probably upset that there's even a Dave Franco. So the idea that there's going to be multiple James Franco's got to be killing him. He's also producing it himself, like his own, or he's executive producing like his company. Um, so and this will be like the second thing that he's kind of right. wholeheartedly done because he did. Uh, he just finished the Disaster Artist. So the Disaster Artist, uh, which and that's, comes that's out coming in a couple out. weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like his company that produced that is also producing this. Uh, the guy um, who helped co-write Wonder Woman, okay, is pinned to help write this script. It's got to be a comedy, right? Like, there's no way James Franco is going to make a multiple man action hero movie, right? But like, so Fox is is, is hitting the ground running, right? I mean, like, they're they, making a they're making a Tommy Wiseau movie for The Room, so he can do anything at this point. That's true. That's like, true. If you, yeah, the, that's a good point. They're hitting the ground running, right? They've got Deadpool two coming out. They've got uh, the New Mutants coming out. Uh, they're also the new X Men movie is is in the works. It's almost it's been filming. Uh, they've also decided that this Gambit movie is good to go. It will be out in the next two years. That's, and now this no, is the next one on this. The so Gambit like, movie will never come out. But like they're, they're trying to play keep up, right? Well, no, no. I think what they're doing is they finally realized that they have a whole catalog of stuff. They do. You don't have to just keep making Wolverine and Professor X movies. There's so much in the mutant world. Mm-hmm. And Multiple Man, I, I know the version they're probably going to do. They had a really kind of neat version here right at the end. Uh, it was a Peter David run on X Factor where his power started to change out of control, where each multiple was a different facet of Jamie Madrick's personality. It used to be everything was a copy. He was kind of in control of all of them. He could, when they would merge, he would get their memories and skills that they learned. So he would sometimes just make multiples that would go live whole lives somewhere separately and then come back and all of a sudden now he's a certified lawyer. He's an accountant. That's great. He knows sleight of hand. That's great. Like, right. It's kind of all these neat little that's a pretty that cool setup. It is. So now the idea is this: uh, there's probably a guy who could do everything, but now things are falling apart. And each of his multiples now sort of has their own personality because it's a different facet of him. Would it be so, like one gets into gambling debt, one cheats on his girl, like multiple well, well, one has a warrant out for his arrest? Well, yeah. And so, so basically what happened is in the very beginning of this new run of X Factor, and the whole thing's completed. It's all in trades. It's by Peter David. It's great. But the very first issue, uh, there's a mutant who's on the roof trying to commit suicide because he's lost mutant powers and he doesn't know what to do. And Jamie Madrix creates three duplicates. One of He's going to send one of them up there, but because of how his powers work, he asks each of them a question first. Well, one of them lies in the answer to the question, so he sends that one up because they answer the question right. When he gets to the top, though, he kicks the kid off the roof. And he's like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen, but things are out of control now. It's just like his emotions, he can't. So, like, he creates these different duplicates that have these different facets of emotion. So, it could be a really interesting movie. And James Franco might be the guy. But it's definitely a weird idea. Like, it's, when you say it right off the bat, it's funny sounding. But it's, it's not a terrible idea. No. But the, the Marvel Mutant catalog is full of these interesting characters. You could do these fun. You could do a whole little thing with the Guthries living on the farm, each of them having their own mutant powers. Like, you could do all these different stories and stuff that they're finally starting to touch with. I think the game of things is a total waste. It's a total burn. Yeah. They need to get out of that one. Just move on. I know Channing Tatum really wants to make it, but like, just have let him do 10, 10 minutes in an X-Men movie. Right, yeah. And just move on. All right, so you ready for the next bit of this? Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? Um, <clears throat> so we're going to get into the Tolkien universe. Okay. Uh, Star, or not Star I heard of this. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, it was a bidding war. It was a bidding war. Uh, Amazon Prime is one. Yes. 
They are going to produce a prequel to Lord of the Rings, a TV show. Can I just say, I think what's happening right now financially, these different things that are happening in all these different places, is a boon for Netflix. Remember we were talking about how in debt mm-hmm. they are? I think as a company, four years from now, they would have been gone. If these things didn't happen. Disney opting out of the contract right. saves them a bunch of money. Disney taking these shows with them saves them a bunch of money. Right. Um, now, getting into these bidding wars but losing to Amazon Prime and to Hulu for these different shows, I think is a blessing in disguise because I don't think this is a show that's going to necessarily take people where they want to go. Right. So part of it is the guy, Tolkien's son, has been in charge of the estate. Correct. Uh, he has stepped down. Yes. So now people are saying, oh, Peter Jackson's coming back. Right. So they're excited about that. But this is going to be expensive, man. It's going to be very expensive. So, and beyond that, it's got some really weird constraints. So Lord of the or not Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones costs $10 million per episode. Correct. They're saying that this is going to cost like $250 million or some money like that. Right. Per episode? No, 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 no. Just, Just total. total. But they feel like they're only going to get 10 to 20 episodes so you got like out of it. 80 million, 10 million tops for a season of Game of Thrones. Uh, this one they're saying is going to cost them two fifty to do a season, so three times as much because of the level of fantasy element to it. I'm excited. I mean, if you do it correctly, you certainly can do that. Maybe if you want to make a TV show about the Cimmerillion and have all the right, right. Well, and that's what they're talking about. Is, it, is, it, is it's all uh, there's two options. There's only two options they have. They only can do either the other earlier works of Tolkien or between the prequels before the movie. Right. Those are their only know. two options that they have. I mean, there's already like the that between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings slot, like the Middle Earth Shadow Mortar like games are in there. They're pretty good, but I wouldn't start saying go and make your own expanded universe when you have something like the Cimmerillion or the Children of Hurin, which are really good right, stories. Right. No, so I mean, here's the only thing I think you could do that works. I think you do Legolas. Searching for Aragon, Legolas, and you do them on some kind of adventure, Legolas and Aragon, because you know by the time you you they cross paths in the Fellowship, they know each other already and they already have a history and a deep respect for each other. So you can tell that story. I think that's the only story that works that's worth telling because you could get you can get Orlando Bloom, I bet, pretty pretty good, and then you can ha- cast a young version of Viggo Mortensen. Right, right. To do that story with. You don't think Viggo Mortensen would sign on? I think he might, but it wouldn't convince me. He's supposed to be 20 at that point. Dude, Clint Eastwood's Fair kid. Enough. Maybe. That's a good one. Uh, but Orlando Bloom just doesn't age for some reason. He still looked in these last Hobbit movies. He probably has like a Dorian Gray picture sitting in his attic. I hope he does because like, he looks the same. It as assumes he's... the look of all the roles he's done. Right. It's like half elf, well, the half elves, pirate. The elves age way different. Well, the elves don't age. Right. In, so in, he's fine. in Tolkien, they don't age at but all. But if you look at like, the Hobbit one, like his character is like it's, it's CGI. His character looks exactly the same. Yeah, they CGI'd that. I don't think they did. Yeah, I no, think Orlando did. Bloom looks exactly the he just, same. He looks forever 25. Yeah. Uh, in the Pirates movies, even when he just showed back up, I was still like, I just watched. He, that. Wait, he was in number five. Yeah. yeah. He, he, what? Yeah. In number five, it. it's his kid that's like running around as the priest, it, and he shows up in the middle of it. I guess spoilers. Spoiler. I, I don't. I, I don't also watched watch Transformers: The Last Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a ridiculous text from him. Awesome. I know. I texted him like in the middle of the night one night. I was like, dude, I just watched Transformers Five. That's. Funny. It was awesome. It's terrible. I loved it. It's I loved terrible. It. All right. What's the, what's the other piece of news? Uh, so real quick, and we don't have to spend much time on it. Um, who's gonna be Batman? 
Yeah. This is up in the air. Corey's going to be Batman. Conflicting at, at, stories. At this point, I am. Conflicting stories where Bat Ben Affleck is like, Batfleck is kind of like, I don't know if I want to do it. Then people be like, no, he's going to he's gonna do this uh, one or whatever. Can I tell like, you oh, what I think is going to happen with him? And the guy's like, oh, if he, i got to back up in case. Like, right. So who's going to be Batman? The way he's answering the questions in the press conference and the press tour, he's answering them as a guy who's not coming back, but he doesn't want to make this about himself. He doesn't want to answer 200 questions about why he's not going to be Batman. Right, right. So every time they're saying, so you're coming back, he's like, you know, it's kind of up to DC. I don't really want to, you know, we're kind of, we're going to see where it goes from here, blah, blah, blah. He's already been in three movies. That three is about the run for everybody. So it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't reprise it. It would be crazy cool if Christian Bale came back because you haven't seen him in anything for a minute. So he might need that jump to his career because people kind of already heard that he's kind of a jerk, right? Right. So maybe he needs to come back as Batman. But I've heard that uh, the guy who's supposed to be directing the next movie wants Jake Gyllenhaal. This is weird. What right? if what if um, just, just Christian weird. Bale comes back as Batman, but he's not like he's Batman not Bruce a, Wayne. He's the older one, Batman like from Batman, a different Earth, from like Batman Beyond. It could be because like the Christopher Nolan trilogy is self-contained, and that's part of why it really works. And now, if you want to try to integrate that into there, that means... I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think Because so. all the, all the, it, all the universe stuff will have to work in the same, because now you're going to have two Jokers. No, you're right. You're Here's what you do. You don't do. You don't do Christian Bell. You do the kid. Uh, yeah, just Gordon. Gordon. There we go. You, and you literally just... you just It's Nightwing. And he, and he's you don't not, even he's do not Batman. Batman. He's, he's Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. That could work. I think that's what you do, and I think that solves all your problems. Or you just get rid of Batman. No, yeah. yeah. You just bring in Nightwing. Yep, I don't know, but let's jump out to a break right now. When we come back, Sonny Ray in studio with Nerd Thug Radio. You don't want to miss Woo! it. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoop, whoop. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldrick. And as promised, we have longtime friend of the show, Sonny Ray in here with us. Sonny Ray. What's up, guys? We, uh, we're going to get into a game we like to play called Win a Date with Sonny Ray. It's the first time we're doing it. Yes. That'll yes, be later yes. in the show. But before we win a date with Sonny Ray, we're just going to sit down and have a little chat chit chat with our uh, homie here. Um, so Sonny Ray here, you might know her. She is a reality <laughs> star aficionado. Is that, a good, is that a good word? I would say reality. Tramp? Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're close friends. I um, would say reality TV ho. That's what I would see, say. I, I wouldn't say star. I would um, say I would say F list guest. F list guester. Um, um, so she's been on Spike TV's Tattoo Nightmares, Oxygen's Virtually in Love. Last year, if you caught the show, uh, she had just come off finishing that, so we talked a little bit about that. Right. Um, and just most recently, Bravo had a show called Night with My Ex, where we found out that her ex 
flipped her from guys to girls. <laughs> um, so it's it's been a it's been a um it's been a nice little an interesting uh, journey journey for you over the last uh, yeah couple of years. So, yeah. Uh, just r- real quick uh, before we get in, because you've got some cool stuff you want to talk about. Cool stuff we want to mm-hmm. talk about with you. Uh, just reality TV in general. Like, what is that like? Like, how how do you get into reality TV? Like, what is, what is it about? Just run us through that real quick in the uh, the Cliff Notes version. Um, so how I started to get into it was, um, actually it was kind of by accident. Um, I started to do comedy and yeah, I started to do comedy and people would just tell me all the time, like, oh, you should do, you know, you should do TV and you should do, you know, you should, I don't know, be in some kind of entertainment. And I never really wanted to be an Angelina Jolie type actress. That's not really my thing. I'm not a very good actress at all. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I had a really bad tattoo and so I saw an opportunity to be on Tattoo Nightmares. And that was the first reality show that I did. And from there, I just kind of segued into other things. And one thing that I will tell people is they don't realize that you do actually audition for the show. Yeah. Like yeah. you apply. You just apply for a show. Like they're like, how do you get into it? You literally just Google things. Like, and um, So let me ask you this question. On Craigslist all the time, there's these like, I would, I would, I would never ever, I would never, I would never think to find anything on Craigslist. All right, so that seems really shady. So nerd, you definitely want to go to stay off Craigslist for this. Um, uh, some advice if someone is trying to do TV and you are trying to get into reality TV, definitely watch what network that you want to be on. And usually at the very end, they say something like, "If you want to be part of the show," or, um. You know, uh, if you know somebody that's dating somebody that they've never met before or whatever, like they always plug shows. Judge and, Judy does that a lot. Yeah, they Divorce do that. You can literally stuff. go to like bravotv.com and see that they're constantly casting for that one boat show that people are on. And um, I mean, that's that's pretty much how how you get into it. Um, and if you don't have a good personality, they're not going to call you back because you're going to suck on TV. So Right, true true that. So. so so basically, you know, our whole lives watching Jerry Springer, at the end of those episodes when they're like, does your boyfriend also your cousin? Like, in, yeah, in, yeah, 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 right? people who would call in. Are you, you're are you that and, person. Are you and your mom dating the same person? Right. Call in to Jerry Springer. Blah, 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 so, blah. so, like, you actually just would follow up with that, and then that, that kind of led to I always thought, I always just assumed those were fake. Yeah, you think so? I, mean, I think I, I the didn't... Jerry Springer ones are very fake. Well, no, I mean, I know the episodes were, but I actually just assumed the things at the end were also fake. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I didn't realize that those were real things. Well, it's just kind of impressive. Um, maybe not. Okay, so it's impressive you've been on three reality shows. But, like, if, you, if you're if you a reality TV, like, aficionado and you watch these things, like, you'll see some people on multiple things. So it's really, like, these people, it's reality TV. It's still yourself. You're still doing your own thing. It's not... It's scripted, but not scripted, I, I believe, in some instances. But I'm sure they like, oh, well, this Sunny Girl was on, you know, this Oxygen show. So she'll be great for our Bravo show, right? Like, is that kind of... Yeah, that, I mean... Um, it kind of... Well, that one kind of segued to the other one. Like, it, it um, you know, I get broken up with, so... And then you date multiple people. Like, right. I've never had... The funniest thing was Spike TV was my divorce party. So I got a really bad tattoo at my divorce party during my divorce party. And so then the next show was I, you know, after my divorce, I found this guy online that I started dating and clearly that did not work out at all. And Mm -mm. um, after that, I revealed that I was dating a female after that one. And then, you know, the next one was 
um, this guy that I had seriously dated for like three years or so. He was like the first serious guy after my ex-husband. And I hadn't seen him for three years. So it was like, I mean, think about I'm I'm in my 30s and I started dating people when I was like, you know, real serious, like seriously 16 years old probably. Right, right, right. right. So think about how many exes you have. And I've dated a lot of people. All my exes live in Texas. And then, <laughs> it would, segues, yeah. and then it segues into the fourth reality show called When a Date with Sunny Ray. Right Absolutely. Here on, right yeah, here we go. Oh, here we, we go. Are, we are reality uh, TV so now. So before we get into that, um, you're working on some uh, some art some art stuff. Um, yeah. A book, mm-hmm. perhaps, actually. So, um, so just go into that a little bit. So I am working on a book series, and I don't want to say the names of anything um yet but i can tell you what the first book is going to be about and it's uh about a unicorn and a unicorn is a girl that dates couples and also so a unicorn is a term um that is used for multimillionaires okay and a girl yeah sorry um maybe soon um and a girl that dates couples and so basically the first book is uh about this girl named phoenix who is in love with this guy named jw and he has cancer and she starts dating these very wealthy couples in hopes to save her one true love that's dying of cancer and the reason why she needs a lot of money is to help pay for his surgeries and his chemo and to try to get him the best care that he needs he's a tattoo artist so he didn't have the proper insurance and um, Obamacare could have helped. Uh, no, no it, couldn't. it couldn't have. Oh, no, it, it, not in this story. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. It didn't help at all. Um, and even if you do, I mean, I, I don't really want to get into all the insurance, like cancer stuff, but it's the book is about your it's basically the secret life of this unicorn that is, you know, secretly dating these very wealthy couples. There's an athlete. There's I mean, a lot of the couples, every everybody's name in, in the book has changed. Um based or, on a, loosely based on a true story it is based on a true story i mean it's considered it's considered nonfiction because you make up all the names and all right, that right. stuff um so uh right yeah but so it's about uh it's about the secret life of a of a unicorn um trying to save her one true love Corey already wants to read this book i do yeah. i love the term unicorn though because it's so perfectly described mm-hmm. that like that's like, <laughs> never mind. It's a mythical <laughs> right, it's creature a mythical that creature people that are looking like for. Doesn't exist at all. Yeah, but they do. <laughs> but they do. But they do. Unicorns are real. Kim Jong Un didn't lie to us. No, they are. They're very real. <laughs> oh man, they're that's very great. real. That's the funniest thing you've said in three weeks. Uh, uh, so, anyways, <laughs> um, real quick before we kind of, I start to get into the rules of this game we're gonna play here. Is there anything else that's going on in the life of Sunny Ray that you you want to touch on real quick? Um, anything? On the horizon. Yeah, what's the next big project? What's the next big project? I mean, you get the book, um, but what's the next big project? You know, you never know what's in my bag of tricks. Uh, and in my life, it's really weird because a lot of things are very secretive until I get the go-ahead that's, hey, we're going to use this, or hey, this is gonna this is a go, or hey, Our life is you know, we're going to promote opposite. this. Um, so there's, like, a lot of things that I do that I might not ever come out, you know? And um, so I, right now, it's just kind of... We're gonna see, um, see where where everything takes you. What? Yeah. So uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see where I'm gonna go for, you know, the continuation of what I've started in like okay. TV and stuff. I don't really want to see. 
I know. No, I, I'm I, like, I totally it's get everything it. is a secret. It's everything. like FBI. Um, so, so everything's a secret. What's uh, not a secret though, is that next starting next segment, we're gonna unleash this new game that we've. Come oh up with. yeah, no, that's not a secret at all. It's called so, Win a Day with Sunny Ray. So basically, this is what happened, real quick, just backstory. So me and Sunny, we, since since your last appearance on the show a year ago, a little over a year ago. We've we've maintained friendship. We've we've talked, and we've been working on ways to get you back on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just one thing leads to another, and it's never happened. Like you, you've been busy, we've been busy, blah blah blah. And so finally, we're like, hey, look, we got nothing going on this month. Like, oh, neither do I. Like, cool, let's do a show. And you're like, yes, as soon as possible. And I said, cool. Well, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? And you said, let's play this game where we run a date with Sunny Ray. I was Honestly, like, oh, I oh gotta, my god. I got to tell you something. I was probably very drunk. That's okay. Because <laughs> I awesome. don't remember. No, and I do remember her probably being this way because it's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So we talked for about 30 more minutes. I started coming with all these ideas. And I was like, okay, look, we're going to do it this date. I'm going to plan here. I'm going to start putting it here. So, like, two Mondays ago, I put a post up, and I was like, coming up in two weeks, win a date with Sunny Ray. And she texted me. She's like, okay, so what are the details again? Like, what did I agree to? And what day is it? And I said, this is the day, this is the plan. And then I just, I created this whole thing, like, out of the mind of Joey Savage. So this is how he talks me into stuff, too. It's like, he'll tell me I've agreed to something that I've never agreed to in my whole life. That's so funny. No, I had to go back, and, like, I was like, did I? Did I? Like, I was like, and then, like, I think I, like, scrolled up in some of our conversations. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Eh, you know, whatever. So basically it. what we did is we put it up, and then um, I, 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 I shamelessly put my, my cell phone number to her to put on Facebook, and I said, tell people if they want to win a date, text this number with win a date with Sunny Ray. I kid you not, within like two and a half hours, <laughs> like 10,000 text messages. Like, I was I was, on the, I was on a baseball field with my kid. I come off the field, and my phone is like blowing up. Like it's, it's warm and hot, like it's about to explode. So I had like 10,000 text messages. I whittle it down. I get to like 100. Then I put these people through like this gauntlet of questions, and like I send them to panels. And I'd make them send pictures and do all these crazy things. <laughs> and I've whittled it down to six people. So what we're going to do is we got six people. They'll start calling in next. Three guys, three girls, because we're gender equal here. That's um, right. That's right. Feminist and, get, and y'all radio. know me. They get three questions, ladies and gentlemen. One, each, one asked by each of us. We're going to score them at the end of the, the rounds. Whoever has the most points wins a date with Sunny Ray. It's pretty simple. Stay tuned. When we come back, it is Nerd Blood Radio. Win a date with Sunny Ray. Caller number one. Woo-woo! Fat donkey, get ready. This is Chuck Huber, the voice of Android 17 and Dr. Stein. Nerd Thug Radio is awesome. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, Corey man, OG. Like, need a minute, man. Like, oof. This has been a crazy show, right? Oof. We started off very nerdy, and then we went very not nerdy. The way, yeah, we had fun our, with that. Our friend Sonny Ray. Shout out um, to Sonny Ray for being a good sport. Yeah, man. This is like I said, this was her idea. I ran with it. Although she didn't remember the idea. Right. But I've got the text messages to back it up. Yeah, you better save those for uh, legal documents. We'll call get, that exhibit A. Not getting rid of it. Uh, so congratulations to Jinx winning um the date with Sunny Ray. Hopefully we can get some updates on that in a couple weeks. And uh poor Colt has a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah. You heard a lot of chirps today. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Um send all of your complaints to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. There you go. Excellent. That's right. Excellent. Uh, or Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. You can find us there. Or on Twitter you, at Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah, anywhere. Just 
Type in hashtag talking nerdy to you. Or at it. Hipster Padawan if you want to just complain to me directly. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. don't complain to me because I have nothing nice to say to you. So you said you had something funny about Disney or not funny? But not funny, just uh, Disney related. So Disney has uh, gone ahead and had Marvel Heroes, had Marvel Entertainment sever ties with the Gazillion Entertainment who was running Marvel Heroes. I heard it wasn't very good. Um, It's a free-to-play game. So about isn't that that a Diablo bit... clone? Yeah, essentially. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. It was essentially an online Diablo clone. You played as the Marvel characters, though, which was the big separator from the DC Universe game. Right. The DC Universe online game is you make a character who's buddies with either the heroes or the villains of the DC Universe. That's not as fun to me as being the actual Correct. characters. Correct. Um, so this was a better game. The delivery was a little weak. Uh, they fixed it, though, by just being really aggressive with the expansions, the skins, the loot. They were always putting in cool Marvel stuff, and they basically had access to the whole catalog. They had X-Men. They had Age of Apocalypse skins. They had Spider-Gwen. They had anything that would come up. They put the Phoenix Five in there. Like They would go out of their way to put the skins of just everything that they could to make this as complete a Marvel experience as possible. Um, but, so, it, but at the end of the day, it was free to play. So you, you played this? I played it for about an hour on the PlayStation when it moved over. After it took you two days to download? Right. And uh, I didn't I didn't enjoy playing it, but there's nothing wrong. It's just a free-to-play game. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it because I was, I was kind of looking for other superhero properties to compare Heroclix against, and I saw that. Right. And then once I realized it was just a Diablo clone, that turned me off to it. Right, and it's not like you... you... What turns you on? Um, wow. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, so good. that was. We got one, that with one like or two. One dead. Okay. I rocked Deadpool. Two. Two was just. I, I loved them all. Two. I also liked X Men Legends. That's right, what but that's what started though. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both of those were first. The first one had like every X Men character. Yeah, it was crazy. The second one, you could do the Age of Apocalypse stuff. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Um, yeah, I, I just it's interesting to me because this is kind of one of the first moves that you've seen. Totally above board, real clear that Disney basically is making a decision here. Because right. Disney has been very their their track record with video games isn't great. Uh uh. uh they have a they just don't Oh that Lion King game on Sega was pretty dope. Right, but they just don't stay committed with studios to develop stuff properly long enough. Um a lot of times a game will get halfway through development and Disney starts looking at price tag. And saying, well, it's going to cost another $200 million. Yeah, because, like, uh, what was it? Uh, my kids were super into it. Um, Disney Infinity. Right. They came up with three versions of it. And by the um, third one, they'd added the Jedi, the superheroes. Yeah, all kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, they just... Can you imagine what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be like now? Crunched it. Yeah, well, yeah, man. I mean, cause like they, the, That's their only ooh. game that does well. I right. Think. I mean, if it ever releases. True. Well, but that's the thing is, now that there's so much characters and content, I'm sure Square Enix... Had like three strokes just to even get started. All those devs are just pulling their hair out right now. Right, because there's just like who, who who else? Marvel acquired another franchise. Right, they can't do this. So that's sort of my thing is Disney. How are their decisions going to affect Marvel in the future? True, true. Um, you know, you're starting to see it now with the the now that the movies and the comic books have separated again, and by that I mean there's no creative committees. The Marvel right, right, creators right, right. don't have input on the movies. You're going to see the movies start to shift and do further and further and further away which from is, the comic which books. Which is okay with me. Totally fine. I'm okay with that. What that does mean, though, is it's going to, Marvel's going to have to redecide how it handles its creator relationships because Brian Michael Bendis, their top creator, he just Gone. went to DC Comics because his, his titles here weren't selling great, 
But then the second half of that was he was no longer getting that movie money. Right. So So what do you do? DC, on the other hand, stepped up and offered the movie money, offered the comic titles that he wanted, I'm sure. Uh, they haven't said yet what he's going to work on. It's probably months before they'll announce it. Sure, sure. But I'm pretty sure they gave him whatever he asked Bro. for at the table. I'm sure he had a list of five or six characters, and they said yes, yes, and yes. You want to hear a funny story about Disney that I, I learned over the this past week? Yeah. Not funny, I guess. Uh, professional wrestling. Okay. Huge pastime of mine. Correct. I was a huge fan of what uh, we like to call ECW. Okay. Uh, ECW single-handedly changed the game of sports entertainment. Uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling definitely added an element and a degree. They were grittier. They were. but They, they were more in your face. They they definitely changed the landscape of what was going on. Yes, um, they did. So there's this really cool, I'm a WWE Network subscriber. Okay. Shout out. Sponsor me. Um, and so there's a lot of cool documentaries and stuff on there. And so they have this one documentary, and I'm a huge fan of ECW, by the way. So yeah. there's this one that was the untold story of ECW. Okay. And so it's Corey Graves of, of WWE, and he sits down, and he starts with Paul Heyman, and then it goes on to different guys who did what behind the scenes. Right. And so Paul Heyman's like, you want a story that's never been told ever? He's like, I'll tell you this story. Because he was asking him, like, how did you fund it? He said he was one yes away from Disney purchasing 49% stake in ECW. He said he knew a guy who knew a guy, and at the time, this is, I think, 96, 97, maybe, uh, Disney was looking to go in, like, a, uh, a side project direction. Yes. It probably wouldn't have been, like, Disney itself. No, no, this actually makes perfect sense. I, it would have been, I'll, like, I'll a, fill it in for you. When so, you... yeah, it would have been a Disney side project, and Paul Heyman with ECW look the guy's name up. Was, was on there, and he said it got all the way up to, like, the vice president of the time. And at the last minute, at the last meeting, he was just kind of like, you know, I think this is just a little bit too edgy, just a little bit too hardcore for what we want to do in this new Disney thing. And he axed it. But he was like, had, had that happened, ECW never would have died. They would have had, like, all this pay-per-view. They would have been able to pay people on time. But right. Like, I mean, knowing what Disney is and knowing wrestling, like, it's it's crazy to think that there was a one meeting away from Disney owning the wrestling Right, and so what's crazy is ECW. Right, and and it doesn't fit in what we know of Disney and right, what we're talking right. about, but there was a period that I remember Michael Eisner uh, was CEO of Disney and the chairman from 1984 until 2005, and he, he, he wasn't committed to repeating himself over and over and over again. So, okay, great, Lion King worked, but what are we going to do to make the next one better? Right. What are we going to do to make the next one bigger? And so he always pushed things. He's the guy who actually transitioned Disney from hand-drawn to digital, things of that nature. Uh, and so he he sort of pioneered a lot of these big creative decisions they would make where they would do different things. And at one point, Disney acknowledged essentially that they're a children's company. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he wasn't comfortable with the idea of being one thing. He says, Disney's a brand. We can grow and do other stuff. Whatever we want. So Disney actually actively investigated the idea of doing like an independent studio. Um, and this was this would kind of fit into yeah, that. That would. that would have been part of that that sort of they would have funded a bunch of stuff that wasn't typical Disney stuff, and they would have rebranded it as something else. Probably yeah. would have been like a like a hard metallic D, right? Because it's 1998. Yeah, you know what it would be? Big D production, right? Something stupid like that. Hard D production, or like Michael, like it would be like MD produced or something. You know, 
or or House of Mouse or something like it would have been Long something D. something yeah. stupid like that. D up. But you would have seen them produce like grittier independent. You would have seen them produce sort of like the Robert Rodriguez kind of avenue of Hollywood where the outsider coming in. A couple of those people would have wound up doing Disney movies under quote unquote the Disney umbrella at right, that time. But it would have been different. It would have been a crazy thing. Yeah. Think about think about like just that time period. What it would have looked like. It would have been edgy. Early two thousands. Very edgy. Edgy with money? Edgy with money. How crazy would that have been? There would have been some things. Yeah, there would have been. We had some things going on today. We did. We really did. Oh, man. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode 83 of Nerd Plug Radio with our friend Sonny Ray, who was on earlier. Um, shout out to Jinx again for winning the day with Sonny Ray. Uh, sorry, Roger Rabbit, but the bonus points just got to it. Sorry, Colt. Uh, sorry, Hipster Padawan. Sorry, Fat Donkey. You win donkey. some, you lose some. But uh, we're going to jump out here. Uh, tune in this week. Thanksgiving's this week. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Celebrate. Eat turkey. Everyone, enjoy holidays. Enjoy the family. Be safe. Be friendly. And as Same always, Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug channel.
Thanks for checking out this production on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ? Starting your own talk show? Yeah. Contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.